he is the managing editor of Bruins Daily. Follow him on Twitter at underscore Tim Rosenthal. He is Tim Rosenthal. Joining us to talk all things Boston Bruins. And, well, Tim, the Bruins looked really impressive last night, didn't they? Uh, yeah, they were clicking on almost all cylinders there. Probably all cylinders, if you want to even include that. Um, so, 39-13, they outshot them. And from the get-go, they were they pounced on the Islanders uh, all, all game long. You had that uh, new-look third line of Danton Heine and Sean Crowley and Chris Wagner uh, set the tone from the get-go. You had David Pasternak return. He didn't get on the score sheet, but at the same time, I think – he, his presence alone, uh, the Bruins fed off that. And then Tukaras didn't have much work, uh, didn't need to do much work. He made the saves when he had to, but at the same time, his defense, I think, did a stellar job in front of him. And I don't think uh, the Islanders even had much uh, zone time at all, if any. And um, whenever they did have sustain, uh, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, whenever they did sustain any sustainable amount of zone time, the Bruins quickly uh, either transitioned uh, uh, from defense to offense or cleared the puck out of the zone. So, yeah, probably one of their more impressive wins of the season, and they still have a few guys hurt, but and they picked up right where they left off from the Columbus game, and um, they brought the, and also I don't know if it's a good idea to fight Zidane and Chara. I think we talked about this when Evander Kane did it a few, month, uh, a few weeks ago, and I also think um, I don't think anyone should um, should definitely challenge uh, Chara. So, yeah, definitely clicking on all cylinders there, and I think um, they're clicking at the right time. Tim, I'm not big on the fighting. Uh, I'm a purist, so to speak, but uh, you're right. You know, when when one guy's uh, whatever he is, six nine, mm-hmm. he's got that arm reach, and Martin couldn't even. He he kept swinging his arm around, didn't even touch him. I mean, he couldn't reach him. Yeah. Uh, Chara had him out at arm's length. It was over. Yeah, Martin's a big guy, too. Yeah. I think he's 6'2", 230. He uh, isn't shy to drop the gloves. He wasn't shy to drop it with Chara. I think he was looking to kind of spark his team a, a little bit or at least give him something to build on with um, by going up against Chara. And maybe um, and he didn't show any fear. I won't give him that. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same time. I don't know what you're thinking when you try well, to you're not gonna the get, tallest guy in NHL history. You're not going to get much Connor of a— McGregor would probably back down from that fight. Yeah, you're not going to get much of a lift when you're getting pummeled, I can tell you that. That's no, for sure. not at all. You know, it was nice. Uh, I've watched parts of here and there. I haven't watched all of every game uh, completely through. Mm-hmm. But it, you can just feel when DeBrusque was back, they get a little boost the last game. And Pasternak last night, and I really like the fact that uh, even when he has those guys, Cassidy's still maneuvering guys to see what will work during the game. He doesn't just sit there and say, oh, gee, ho-hum, I hope everything works. He's willing to try things. Yeah, for sure. And uh, they didn't, he didn't have to do a much, much maneuvering at all aside from his pregame adjustments, uh, putting Pasternak back with Bergeron and Marchand and then having to move Dan Heinen down the lineup. But I think that there did him well. And another thing that they did well, they everyone got to play at least 10, 12, 14 minutes, something around there. And that's important for a guy like Pasternak just coming back from an injury. You don't have to put him on the ice in all situations there, especially in the third. It's important for a guy like Chara to get his rest. It's the other 
injured guys and your veterans like Krejci, like Bergeron. So, yeah, he didn't have to maneuver much last night, but he's not afraid to do it, as we've seen during the course of the season. And, you know, probably, and I wouldn't be surprised if he does it again come playoff time. What's the uh, what's the word on uh, Johansson? Do we get any more of an update for him? Yeah, so he was supposed to join the team on the trip uh, along with uh, Matt Grizzlick and uh, Tory Krug. Krug did accompany the team. He was out there on the morning skate yesterday in a red no contact jersey. Johansson and Grizzlick did opt to stay home at least to start the trip, but they're back skating as well, so... Um, I don't know what the timetable is for any of them, and, and also for Kevin Miller, I think his injury is a little more, I don't want to call it severe, but at the same time a little more down the road from his re, uh, from his uh, recovery. It's, it was a bit of a suspicious injury, I think, too, but they'll be getting healthier sooner rather than later. There's no timetable for each, but you look at where they are in the standings now, they have a six-point lead. Over in Maple Leafs, now, yes, you do want to get everyone back right before the playoffs, give them a game or two anyway, just to get their feet underneath them. But at the same time, they they have a luxury of not rushing everyone right now, and I think uh, that can only help them, benefit them down the road. What's your sense for um, once they have everybody back, is he going to keep that top line together, or is he still thinking about tinkering with it and putting Pasenak on the second line to give a, kind of spread the scoring a little bit? Well, I asked him about this on Monday, and uh, it's all going to depend on when Johan, where he puts Johansson. I think he didn't give like, a definitive answer for sure, but for the time being, yes, he wanted to put – he had zero um, – <clears throat> He had zero hesitation putting uh, Pasternak back with uh, Bergeron and Martian just to get him used to everything. He's comfortable with those two guys. And I wouldn't be surprised if he keeps them during the playoffs because I think they have a little more of a well-rounded lineup now. You could put Johansson on, back on that second line. He seemed to have a little chemistry with the Krejci and DeBrest before yeah. he got injured. You could even put him on the third line with Charlie Coyle and maybe even move Danton Heinen and up to second line. I think uh, the uh, two players I think that I would be concerned with with once everyone is healthy in terms of being a healthy scratch are Joaquin Nordstrom and David Backus. I think one of them has to, uh, one of them is going to have to sit. And it's going to be a coin toss because neither of them have uh, particularly been eye-opening this season for sure. Now, some of those guys... uh that they brought up some of those younger guys early and tried them out and whatever, and they've sent them back to Providence and whatever. What's the report on them, and what's the future look like for some of those guys? Because the, the rest of the squad is pretty young for the Bruins. Yeah, for sure. I think some, even though they didn't necessarily get the results, they probably wanted to on the staff sheet. You look at a guy like Trent Frederick, he wasn't afraid to throw his weight around while he was up in Boston. He's uh, Back in Providence, playing well. You look at Pierre Solaric. I think he belongs there for the rest of the season. Yeah, and some spurts here and there, but I don't think um, I think uh, you're better off going with some more veteran pre- a more veteran presence uh, during the postseason. I think Solaric will get there eventually. But the guy, and then you look at uh, the defenseman. You're probably, unfortunately, you're probably going to see Connor Clifton go back down to Providence once Miller's 
uh, returns. This guy has been a pretty good find uh, for the Bruins. He came out of Quinnipiac a couple years ago, led their team in scoring, and he's playing that uh, sixth defenseman role to a tee right now. But when Miller returns, he do want that physical presence, uh, veteran presence, and a little bit more of a physical presence with the tight checking that comes with the postseason hockey. But I think Clifton has a bright future as well. And then you look at some of the other guys that had a cup of coffee here. Vakanen, I think he's getting more and more comfortable with the North American game down in Providence. And I think uh, he, you could see him uh, come to Boston, come train camp time. And then you look at uh, Kidden Jr.'s, Jack Stunica. I don't know if he'll be eligible to come up here for the playoffs, but he's lining it up in the Ontario Hockey League. I can certainly see him uh, crack the Bruins lineup uh, in the fall as well. The uh, how about a, how about a kid like we haven't seen anything from Bjork lately? I mean, I know he was hurt. Mm-hmm. Was it a long term injury? I guess I missed that part. Yes, he it was long term, and I don't know if it was the same injury he sustained last year, but he's done for the season. Wow, two yeah. tough years in a row. For sure. He is the managing editor of Bruins Daily. Uh, Tim Rosenthal with us here on the B-List. Tim, anything else we haven't discussed about the Bruins you wanted to um, mention today here? Yeah, another road trip that they're on currently. I'll be down in Florida. I think I discussed this with you over Ooh, the past tough, few weeks. Tough, tough work. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, both work and play, I will say that. But I hope to bring some sunshine back up uh, here <laughs> right uh, right as we begin spring here, but it's not going to be very spring-like weather-wise, at least in Boston area tomorrow. But got Florida coming up, and hopefully within the next couple weeks they'll be starting to rest, guys, because of that lead they have on Toronto right now, a six-point lead. They keep Toronto uh, is an interesting story in and of itself. Every time they seem to be taking a step forward, they're taking two steps back of late, and. They, uh, last night they lost to a prize 2 nothing and awful loss to the Sanders 6-2 over the weekend. And it's, I don't know, you know, it could be the pressure there of uh, having John Tavares and having a stacked lineup, and they still look kind of shaky defensively. So, yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's a destined first-round series, barring, uh, excuse me, barring any type of collapse from Toronto, but... I'm looking forward to that as well. I think it's still going to be a closer series than anyone thinks, but at the same time, how the Leafs how the Leafs are going to respond to this adversity is going to be a challenge for them for sure. Yeah. All right. Follow him on Twitter at underscore Tim Rosenthal. Follow Bruins Daily on Twitter at Bruins Daily. Tim Rosenthal, the managing editor of Bruins Daily on the B list. Thanks so much for joining us. As usual, we'll catch you a week from today here. Yes. Thank you, fellas.